Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 374. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about five ways to handle volatility because the stock market's been all over the place lately and... There's a lot of talk, some fear, and many interesting comments that are being made that I wanted to chat with you about. So what's interesting is we had really next to no volatility for two years. I mean, not a 10% correction, nothing normal, (laughs) just very, very smooth sailing, which is quite nice, but quite unexpected. And now we have some volatility in the market. We had the stock market pull back 1,600 points intraday the other day, which is a new record for a wide swing like that in one day. But of course, the market's a lot higher now, so percentage-wise, it's really not very worrisome. But of course, a TV reporter had to make a big deal out of a 500-point drop because that's what happened during the crash of 1987. However, They weren't really clear saying that percentage-wise it was a big difference because back in 1987, that 508-point drop was a 22% decline. And now it's just a couple of percent. So not a big deal today, but it was a big deal back in 1987. Yesterday, the Dow dropped 567 points and then was up 567 points. So you really don't wanna pay attention to the number of points that move, but you wanna pay attention to those percentages. And like I said, now that the Dow is so much higher, it's at 25,000, it would take a drop of 5,500 points to equal 22% like it dropped in 1987. Quite a big difference and 11 times 500 points. So we're not talking any kind of crash and yet I was hearing the crash word, the C crash word, all over the news, which was really kind of laughable. So they like to make a big deal out of things. They like to have drama and create panic and fear and get their ratings up because that's what gets people to watch their channel is when people are all concerned and they can get you all fearful. So that's what they were doing is using the crash word, which was really, really silly. Stock market pullbacks and crashes are part of investing, so you need to know how to handle them. But rather than hoping they won't happen, just understand that they happen on a regular basis because typically the stock market drops about 10% every 11 months on average, even though we haven't had that the last 24 months. That means we'll probably have what's called reversion to the mean, which is when something doesn't happen for a longer period of time than usual, that then it swings the other way with the pendulum and it happens more frequently or more violently. So we might have a bigger swing 
in terms of a correction rather than our typical 10% every 11 months because we didn't have it for the last 24 months. Also, the Dow Jones Industrial Average has dropped 20% 12 times since the end of World War II. That's about once every six years, and we definitely haven't seen that since the 2008 market crash when the Standard & Poor's 500 was down 38% in one year. So we haven't seen that really volatile swing since 2008, and so it's been 10 years, and we're way, way overdue for the volatility. But we just haven't seen it. Now, does that mean that it will make up for it this year because things will get more volatile as we have that reversion to the mean? Well, that's a possibility and something to be aware of. But I don't think it's a big deal because while it can be very scary, I do think there's a lot of things in place, a lot of good fundamentals, a lot of improving economy, a lot of things going in the right direction that should help to continue to fuel profitability and good earnings for stocks. And that's ultimately what drives the stock market higher. So I'm really not worried about any kind of a bad market, a bigger pullback possibly, but not the end of the market. So you have three choices whenever there's volatility, of course. You can buy, hold, or sell. And since there's bigger corrections every six years, typically that's the best time to buy is when you have the bigger dips. But it feels the most scary too, and it's the hardest thing to do. And in general, investors will move from complacency to a little bit more toward panic. And that's just how it works. The bigger the correction, the more the fear comes back. A good thing to do is to think about the long term and think about holding for the long term. And it's also good to make sure your asset allocation is where you want it to be. You know, that's how much you have in small companies, medium companies, large companies, international, bonds, precious metals, etc. So whatever your asset allocation is, you want to make sure that it's in the right place. You're not too heavy in one place and lacking another. That's something that you can review and you can look at during a correction in case you want to make a little bit of movement. It means that you'd be actually buying some things at a lower price. Also, if you're going to need the money in less than two years, if you're buying a house and you need money for a down payment or you're going to retire soon or something else where you're going to need the money in less than a two, three year period, you may want to be aware of how much risk you're taking in the market and see if it's the appropriate amount that you're invested. But usually when a market pulls back, you typically don't want to sell because there's what's called a dead cat bounce. And that means after a larger decline, the market tends to bounce back up. And so panic selling is never a good idea. So really your only options are to hold or to buy. And if you're dollar cost averaging, like in your 401k plan, then you're buying regularly and automatically. And it's common for funds to invest at the end of the month. And if the market is a little lower than the month before, then you're buying stocks lower or on sale. So start to think a little bit opposite of the crowd. It's good to watch the sentiment indicators. Those are one of my favorite indicators. And that's where they poll investors and they tell us, are most investors optimistic, meaning bullish, or pessimistic, meaning bearish, and what percentages are each. 
Usually if 60% of people are optimistic bulls, then the market will get a pullback so that a little more fear comes back into the market. Fear is actually a good thing because markets are said to climb a wall of worry. And that means when too many people are expecting it to move higher, it's like everyone's on one side of a boat. And you know, that can start to tip a boat over if everybody goes to one side of the boat. So the market will tend to correct, bring some volatility in so that not so many people are so sure that the market's going to continue going up. It's just natural to have a little bit more disparity between bulls and bears, but when you have 60% or more on the bullish side, it usually means we're due for a pullback. Here are five things to think about. Number one, is your asset allocation right? Are you in small, mid, large cap, etc., in the right percentages that are correct for your age and your circumstances in terms of how long you're invested and when you'll need the money? The younger you are in general, the more you'll want to have in stocks. And the older you are, the closer you are to retirement, typically you're going to have, want to have a lot less in stocks. Number two, are you keeping a long-term view? Because the long-term is really what investing is all about. And that is the best way to build wealth. The time that you can stay invested in the market is gonna help you compound more. And it's really about keeping your eye on the long-term. Number three, Volatility is part of investing. So just accept that volatility is there and will always be there. And usually the best thing to do is nothing. Just write it through unless there are some things that you want to buy. Number four, the only thing that will help is time. So give it time to work its way through and to come out the other side and to start heading back up again because that's usually what happens after corrections. I've seen some very large corrections. I've seen some very sharp and quick corrections. I've seen some long and prolonged corrections that have gone over two years. I've seen it all and they're never easy. They're always scary, but I just have learned to ignore it and to live with it because it's part of investing. And that's number five. Just expect the pullbacks, they're normal and they always do eventually end. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.